All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode 15 of the Kill Your Internet podcast. With you, as always, is your boy, Colin. And with us today is Mr. James Iovine. Jimmy, how are we doing today, buddy? What's up, dude? How you doing, man? I'm fancy, dude. I'm feeling good. <clears throat> you feeling fancy? You feeling like you you got I, it going on bossing over right now? I am, but I'm I'm also kind of sad because I took a big old shot of whiskey before I did this. And Ooh. I've been saying my, my alcohol tolerance before this whole thing was comically low, and now it's like getting to the point back to almost college levels to where <laughs> I, I'm not feeling shit. So Oh, that's not good. Watch that's like twenty not- like twenty minutes into this, I'll be like, "Yeah, Jim." This yeah, time. I haven't been drinking that much, so like I am just on straight ten uh, year old dude. And that was me generally for my entire like since college. I I yeah. never drink. You know me. Uh, I'm just sipping from here and there, and then now yeah, you have a little tinky tinky every night, and this starts to a, get. <laughs> now I'm a grown up. I don't know what happened. Starts to get a little uh, less effective. All right, dude. So we are now living in a different world. We're getting big guests. Uh, we had White Sox Day from Barstool Sports. We got the Barstool Crazy. bump off that. That was fantastic. Uh, That's and great. then today, this is a personal one. I had Jimmy on for this exact reason. Mm-hmm. Jimmy turned me on to the Marvel Theory YouTube world through new rock stars first. And then I dove down the rabbit hole and I found the other biggest one. It's everything always. Uh, if you are a Marvel fan and you want scoops, you go there. And uh, the man we spoke to for this episode, his name is Michael Roman. He runs everything always. And it's a constant in my house that if you're in my house, you probably hear either, welcome back to new rock stars. This is Eric Voss. <laughs> or you hear, with everything always, this is Michael Roman. And, uh, <laughs> dude, getting to talk to this guy and chop it up and, like, see the human side of him rather than just, like, the mar- – dude, great guy. So we have an amazing interview coming up at the end of this podcast. But That's Jim, awesome. I'm feeling good, dude. This is this, yeah. this has been fun. And we have, like, yeah. a, we have a ton of interviews lined up as well. We've recorded a bunch this week. But uh, – you're going to be listening to Michael Roman on this one. So get ready for some Marvel yeah. news, some music news. He's just a cool dude. So I'm excited. Yeah, man. I've been diving deep into some Marvel like theories and stuff like that. So have I, man. Oh my God. It just like talking about it got me. I was like up for about three hours today. I was just, and I was going back old school with them. I was going back to the old ones. Like, what are we going to talk about? Like, how is Vision back for WandaVision? I can't wait till these Disney Plus series come out because I, I paid for your subscription to that. Oh, and yeah, you better I, be I able used, to get them. I, yeah, I used it for The Mandalorian, and I'm watching some of the new Clone Wars, and I watched, you know, some Star Wars stuff. I haven't really tapped into the Nat Geo side of it yet, but uh, I can't wait for all the Marvel stuff Bro, to come in, rolling out. In the out. conversation that we have, we talk about the implication for the the creation of these uh, Disney Plus long-form series, plus what's going on in the MCU, and we actually get some kind of breaking news in the interview. So I don't know. I nerded out hard. The best part too, was we went over kind of like, um, like my origins as a fan. He was like, you didn't read me of the comics. And I was like, Nope. <laughs> he was, I was like, well, thanks to, thanks to channels like yours. Uh, I've learned everything that I could possibly know. Yeah, so. exactly. I mean, in, in a way you don't even need to anymore. Cause you just look up somebody on YouTube and they have all the information and all the backstory that you wouldn't want and need. Bro. It was so funny. Better I, that you didn't, Cause nothing's spoiled for you yet. Bro. It was funny. Cause I was talking to Ken on this on the last podcast, but who else could bring together Barstool sports, <laughs> Marvel theory, <laughs> NPR and radio <laughs> in the same week. No one. Yeah, Fox no trying one. to get down, Ken. Fox trying. That's what. That's how you do. That's how we do. That's how we do. We're very. We're fucking real human beings. So we we're have flyers. varied interests. You know, like. <laughs> I know, know he's mean? got a Phillies hat on. I got a fucking Eagles hat. I was on. gonna say the funny thing is that we had we had Drixie, our boy Wes, who just put out yeah. an amazing mixtape. So we got rappers followed by Barstool, followed by Marvel, followed by NPR. So yeah, followed by a rock and roll album soon. So <laughs> all right. So on that note, let's talk about podcasts real quick because uh one thing I saw today, Joe Rogan got fucking paid. Did you see this? No. Joe Rogan announced yesterday that he's exclusively going to Spotify and Spotify is giving him $100 million a year. <laughs> dude, that's insane. Dude, Spotify well, you, can give me a hundred thousand dollars a year <laughs> or in general. Yeah, and I'd be, yeah. I would just do it for that. Give us a hundred a year for yeah, this podcast. Hey, I don't care. <laughs> for other things. The, uh, what's the name? The, the guys that, uh, that me and Erica, that Erica turned me on to Erica, the singer in the oh, band. Um, last podcast on the left. Last podcast on the left. They also went 
uh, exclusively on Spotify. I don't know how much they got paid. I didn't get the deets on it. Bro, uh, Joe Rogan, guess how many Spotify is eating up some goddamn podcasts. Guess how many downloads a month Joe Rogan does. How many? Take a guess. Uh, downloads? Downloads. A month. A month? A month. How, many, how many podcasts? One podcast like a week? Three or four a week. Three or four a week? Yeah, he does it constantly. Uh... A uh, million and a half. A hundred and ninety million. A hundred and ninety million. Yeah, Barstool that is that so many. That's a that's, little bit. That's that's, a lot. that's obnoxious. That's a uh, lot. <laughs> like, save some room for the rest of us, Chief. For real, um, that much Joe Rogan. I like the Joe Rogan podcast, but I also listen to it actually. But it's fucking fantastic. Uh, he also just has great people on. So, yeah. Uh, other than that, let's talk about us because what's more important than that? Uh, obviously, <laughs> we are just slaying away at this new music, and uh, I've yeah, been wait. getting some reactions for some of the stuff I've been sending around. Uh, you know, secretly. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I read off Jimmy one of the latest reviews I got back from somebody, and yeah, the review was glowing. Oh, holy moly! Wow. So, yeah. uh, and, I this, and the two songs that he heard are holy moly! Wow. Yeah, they're good. Uh, but the one that That's we are most excited about is coming soon. It, it was kind of. This is why quarantine has been interesting because because of quarantine we wrote some of these new songs that are going to be the best songs off the album. So, yeah, everything happens for a reason, my friend. Yeah, man, you get time to like really, really dig deep and really think through all the stuff that goes into the song. And Whereas compartmentalize and focus. Yeah, exactly. And you have time to focus because you're not worried about anything else. I mean, James, at least wh- you're not. You know. I was gonna say, what are you up to right now? I've been working. I I clocked. 55 56 hours last week dude this kid james iovine sticking up for the iovine brothers produce and helping dude, his family out and just I got, away. yeah i mean <laughs> i gotta have a job to come back to so gotta keep it alive unbelievable somehow. man yeah. uh, all right so let's go into our segments um we're we always start out with the wildest shit that we've seen on the internet being that it's the yes. internet podcast please this is my uh, favorite part so please hit me with some good okay so this part to lead off this is going up on youtube as soon as we're done here I want to talk about this. Are you familiar with the six nine situation? Did the rapper six nine Takashi six nine? Yes. Are you familiar with he? Got, so he got out of jail. Yeah, I was, I, and he's fucking everywhere now. Okay, so hold on. So this Why? is where I'm going. So he put out that song, which, by the way, is not good. I'm gonna yeah. put it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna start prefacing by that. Yeah. And yeah, also, don't, don't blame Billboard. Yeah. Okay. So this is where I'm going. <laughs> so this man put out a diatribe on how Billboard screwed him out of the number one spot. First off, dude, you're lucky to be out of jail. Yeah. Second off, you're lucky you're not beat up because you ratted on. Unbelievable! Everybody. Like so, this this dude, I got to give him credit. Yeah, uh, dude, my he's man, a cat. My like man, a cat. my man, just is letting everything roll off his back. I'm not a fan, but damn, good for you, buddy. You're living. Yeah, your way best to life. go. Way to keep so, it alive. Here's the thing. So he put Billboard on blast, which I don't know is a smart idea necessarily because they still do control stuff. Uh, and he basically said that he got cheated out of the number one spot by Ariana Grande and Justin Bieber because he says that he has proof that their label purchased 60,000 streams right before the deadline on six different credit cards. And screwed him out of the number one spot. Receipts? Like, how does he I don't have? Know how, he of all, how does he have this information? Second of all, not, not that far fetched. Yeah, no, and I was gonna say, okay, <coughs> I, I'm me. I'm impressed by him having the gall to come out and kind of pull the veil off things. Yeah, Second yeah, off, yeah, yeah. One, I hope you're not wrong. Two. I don't know. Like, does anybody know? That, I hope like, he's wrong because that's kind of just like. I'm sorry. Is anybody like unaware that this kind of stuff happens? Like, is this like news to anybody? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It will. I guess it would be. It's I mean, not, I did. I, I wouldn't think that kind of stuff until. I mean, we've tried to get the, our songs out there, and it the takes best, like. Wait. So hold on. The best part that I saw about this was somebody tweeted this, and I, I actually agree to this. I've never even heard that Justin Bieber song. I've never heard it, and yet it's number one. The amount of money that they apparently put into this, you got to think about it. They bought 60,000 units, as they say. Units, yeah, streams. I'm interested. And I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know it either. I just got to give the dude credit because <laughs> my man just got out yeah. of jail. He's basically yeah. in hiding. 
and he's right. just back to his same old shit. It's, it's blasting people out. Could you imagine being it's the just ran on the he's ran on billboards? Could you imagine? Being, can't keep his mouth shut. Can you man. imagine being the judge in the scenario who basically got this like cut this dude a deal and was like, "Hey, just whatever you do." Go into witness protection and live a better life. Right. Imagine, imagine I, he was in Queens in the 1950s and the mafia was going to No, what, no, what like, I was going to say was whoa. more like, like if I'm the judge sitting at home, like I, just being like my study, like smoking a cigarette, just being like, I told this dude not to do anything. Yeah, of this like just don't talk. He's making new enemies. It's like when you watch a mob movie and somebody just can't help themselves to keep making new enemies. And this dude's like, you know what? Not only do I have the bloods after me, fuck Billboard. Yeah, oh yeah, fuck the entire music industry. So one of the thought, biggest names. Oh, I God. thought that was interesting. Uh, obviously, the, the wildest shit that I've seen. On bold the move. It's a bold, bold move. Uh, Very bold. Thing. Did you see this thing with uh, Costco guy? The guy who got thrown out of Costco. No. So this dude, I don't know why people do this, but when they're in situations that they're obviously in the wrong, they have this weird inclination to like video the other person. They're like, I have proof of you being an asshole. Oh, I've had that done to me. I've, I've been videoed. So this guy is this big mess of a man who I'm pretty sure is in one of those like rascal wheelie carts in, the, in Costco. Him and his wife come in, and the, the man at the front, he's like a greeter, is like, sir, I'm sorry. It is corporate policy that you have to have a mask on when you come into Costco right now just for the safety of everybody involved. Yeah. And he, It's just he, a thing. So he Let's turns the camera to his wife. His wife has a mask on, and she's obviously like, obviously just like, oh, my God, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought I woke up in a free country today. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy's come like – And the dude from Costco is like, please, dude, just uh, – uh, it's my job. Please just put a mask yeah. on or leave. And the guy's like, I got you on live with my 3,000 Instagram followers. Like, you're getting fried here. And yeah. the, the guy takes his shopping cart and he's like, you know what, man? Just leave. You're out. And the guy's like, what, are you taking my stuff away? So <laughs> now there's this big, like, campaign on, on Twitter for this dude who was working at the Costco. Just like, yo, give this man a raise. Yeah, like, yeah, like he's just doing his thing. Why you got to come at the dude? imagine having to go work at Costco in the middle of a, a fucking pandemic? And, and some guy in a rascal scooter is he's just coming over you. and busting your balls about not having to wear a mask. Like, yo, we're doing it, you a favor. It is. I got a, a firsthand experience. It is the weirdest feeling for somebody to, like, whip out their phone and just start, like, like filming you it's it's because you won't put on reggaeton music in the middle of an irish (laughs) bar i remember (laughs) it starts yelling at me and my girlfriend (laughs) i don't know all right let's move on so the last wildest shit that i see on the internet goes back to kind of the comic book world but apparently the snyder cut of justice league is finally coming in i fucking heard about this and i'm pretty psyched i'm not no no because to me there's so much hype around it. DC already fumbled the bag so hard because I thought Man of Steel was pretty good. And I did too, actually. I didn't think Ben Affleck was a terrible Batman. But no. I will say, they overdo it with the CGI, dude. Their CGI just is they not do. as good as And Marvel. Zack Snyder is not one to shy away from CGI, man. 300, right? But, yo, my, my biggest thing is, it's just also disjointed at this point. Like everything they do, people hated Batman versus Superman. People hated, yeah. hated Suicide Martha. Squad. Suicide Squad was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Suicide Squad was literally the worst thing I've ever seen. I have no idea what the fuck I was watching. Jared Leto's Joker got so much hype and he was in it for maybe 45 seconds. And I hated it. And he wasn't that good. He had a bad fucking, uh, what do they call that grill? He had a bad grill in. He had a bad tattoos. Just- it, it was, was like watching like steampunk Joker. I don't know. It was. It was. It was. He looked like he looked like what insane clown, clown posse wants to look like. And then I mean, I, there's a realism that you have to have, and he just like was like so over the top, and it was just like not good. So yeah, I don't know. Are, you're, so you're 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 excited for? I want to see it. I mean, if there was like if there's like a thing about the. But so if it's gonna be, it, it might be better. I mean, it is better either way. They already sucks. disbanded it. Like Ben Affleck's not coming back. Yeah, Ben. I know. Yeah, I know. They're not. It's not gonna. What are they gonna do? Kill Batman off? Right. Made yeah. Attraction. I know. Like, well, it's the it's the kind of thing. Like, oh, maybe it'll be better because I want to see like with the star. I don't know if you're a huge Star Wars guy like I am, not. but like with the the whole the the whole newest trilogy's kind of got some slack, and I would want to see if J.J. Abrams did all three films. If there would be more of a chron- chronological story, because then they kind of phoned in the third one just to like 
make everybody happy. I didn't grow up with Star Wars like that, and it, it just oh, doesn't yeah, hit dude. me. It, it, like, and it's weird. I think if you didn't grow up with it, it almost comes off kind of campy. If you're not like, oh my god, into, it's campy as fuck. Right. It's, so if you're not, I, I know that. If you're not super into it, yeah. um, you know, when you're seven, it's great. But like, right. as a thirty year old man, it's it like just this is fucking it. corny. All right, so let's move forward. We're going to go into the first question that we always ask each other when we see each other, when we meet random people. It's what the fuck have you been listening to lately? Uh, Jim, why don't you go first? Oh, oh, so I've been actually like dipping in uh, to a lot of New Orleans style jazz. Oh, I love it. Yeah, but I mean, I'm going to keep it a little bit on the popular side right now because uh, I do love Nathaniel Raycliffe and the Night Sweats. Me too. Not only the music, but the band name itself is hysterical. <laughs> uh, his newest album. Really nice. The really solo good. album. The, no, I don't think it's a solo, is it? He, so he had a solo album, then he had another Night Sweats album. Is that the one with Hey Mama on it? And Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah okay, the, so that's the last Night Sweats album. Okay, yeah. The, so the latest Night Sweats album, the first song, on it is called let me, let me just is that gum boot suit <laughs> it's no it's it's like boots yeah it's shoe boot it's shoe called boot. Yeah, yeah, yeah shoe boot and the freaking like just like the funkiness of the actual like uh the drums in it i love how the drums are recorded a lot of my stuff is going to be new orleans style like my all my three songs going to be new orleans style and love they're going to have some like great drum production that i kind of want to like incorporate in it's almost like you're a drummer or something that's uh, uh, usually how I rate things. <laughs> All right, I'll go with my first. Uh, Jimmis has nothing to do with you being his doppelganger, but I went with Action Bronson. Uh, I've been <laughs> pumping a lot of Bronson uh, on my daily runs yeah. just because nobody's like Bronson. And I, I, I've been kind of harsh on the fact that, like, I feel like rap is really starting to beat a dead horse and it's getting very repetitive. Oh, the trap, uh, yeah. But I, and, and this is coming from a dude that's a diehard, diehard hip-hop guy. Uh, but Bronson just says the most off-the-wall shit, and I've been bumping Blue Chips 1 and Blue Chips 2, which are <laughs> produced by Party Supplies. And I picked the song Contemporary Man because okay. what it is, it's a four-minute-long song with six, like, 80s samples that are literally, they're not changed at all. They are just the songs chopped up over top of each other, like, one after another. And Bronson just rips them all to fucking shreds oh really it's susu studio by phil collins uh-huh. um uh jack and diane by john mellencamp brought that uh, up sledgehammer by peter gabriel uh it is one of the coolest fucking songs it, just the whole those two records are like avant-garde insane crazy shit i've never heard anybody say this on rap songs so i went with bronson blue chips one and two contemporary man I like it. I like it. Make sure you spread my blood on the BMW. <laughs> He's fucking die, nuts. I love him to death, though. When I die, I want to go out Albanian style. <laughs> death by machine gun. <laughs> stupid. He's go ahead, stupid. dude. Go with your two. All right, so my number two one is going to be um, The Meters. Oh, The all Meters right. are an old school, uh, you know, New Orleans uh, style funk band that came out of like, uh, you know, the funk era. And they took the New Orleans sound and kind of made it funk and kind of brought in the funky jazz that we hear today. They're Jim, I love one of the forefathers. They're one of the forefathers of the uh, the New Orleans funk movement. So I got to put them in there with my boy Zigaboo playing the drums. But um, me and you were going to New Orleans after this. Yeah, yeah we got there. to, man. I got to get down there. You've just, never just played for, New Orleans, have I you? I never. I was, no, that was Nate. That was Nate. Nasty Nate. That was Nasty Nate. Talking about people going the wrong way on the street. On his- <laughs> <laughs> you see that? Anyway, so uh, the meters, it's called Sissy Strut. It's probably the, the most famous meter song. We actually heard it uh, when we were down in uh, South by Southwest. Oh, right yeah. before we were going to play on the first floor, there was like a cover band just doing like kind of jammy stuff. And they just started ripping into the Sissy Strut. And it's a... Uh, great great song and that that the the like the hi-hat sounds and the snare yeah. sound is something i kind of want to try for especially um uh our newer stuff coming out the yeah we'll stuff. we'll get into that yes uh my number two uh i went with radiohead whoa uh, yeah i know i actually sent you something over today i was i was messing around with some guitar parts yeah and, yeah um just off the bends is okay it's one of the best rock songs of the 90s and I don't know. I've been diving deeper into Radiohead, especially during quarantine. I gave Kid A a listen, and I still don't really get Kid A yet. I'm trying. No, Kid um, A's a little different. But I mean, I'm a I'm a OK, okay Computer. Thief. OK Computer is fucking outstanding, and it's just like, well, I mean, my, like in in Rainbows, Rainbows is, yeah. is to, that's to me one of the more like the bends in In Rainbows are more accessible 
Yeah, um, yeah, they're definitely more uh, like, like rock and roll. Like, I mean, like Body yeah. Snatchers is one of my favorite yeah, radio songs. Straight up, it's a straight up rock song. Yeah. yeah, but that's why Jess is just is unbelievable. And actually, the reason I went back to that was. I was watching a documentary. It's the Mark Ronson documentary. It's on YouTube. Oh, man. And he was talking about when he was kind of between projects when he was younger and he didn't think he was going to make it. He just started doing cover, like big New Orleans-y style, like funk covers of rock songs. And he, the first one he did was just by Radiohead. And really? that, like, like the, the one, like the guitar in the verse, it's like doing the, he did it yeah. with horns and it's going, and it's fucking incredible so uh, Dude, where is this stuff because i gotta is there a mark ronson like playlist i could go down and like listen just go go on youtube and search mark ronson because I, I could go on this topic for days uh, okay well, we'll talk go, about this off the off the uh podcast go for three my lord <laughs> okay so i was tossed up between number uh what i wanted for number three and i'm still <laughs> am as we speak uh i'm gonna go with um jack white of course and alicia keys Doing oh, the uh, James Bond yes. song, uh, Another Way to Die. Awesome. Jack White drums that song. No shit. Well, I mean, that makes sense now that I think yeah, about it. Yeah, and uh, it's fucking nasty. Have you ever heard the Beyonce song, Don't Hurt Yourself with Jack White? No. Okay. Yes, well, yes. He samples Led Zeppelin. Dude, Jack White, they, they, he like zam- samples Led Zeppelin when I'm the levy breaks. Send it to, I'm just going to send it to you because he plays drums on that. Yeah. And you know it's Jack White from the second the song starts. Yeah. It's fucking incredible. Yeah, the, he's got he's got such a specific sound, and it works so well for the Bond theme. It does, and uh, I think like that, that style of uh, kind of something we can work into the pre-chorus of one of our upcoming songs when uh, Eric. You talking about some S- some SGO? Yeah, some SGO, some uh, some creepy like horn things. Well, go go dog, go. You go. How about you go with number three? I'm gonna go with number three. Uh, I picked. Oh my god, I can't read my own handwriting. God, dude, that, that is a tale as old oh. as time for Fox Trot and the Get Down. I went with uh, Vampire Weekend. I've been on a huge Vampire Weekend kick. Uh, Modern Vampires of the City is to me one of the best albums of the 2000s. Um, mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. nothing really changed sounds, up a lot. Nothing sounds like it. Um, yeah. And that and AM by the Arctic Monkeys are like my two rock albums from 2010s. And uh, they, they came out very close to each other. Um, Right. I picked Hannah Hunt because okay. that that song and nothing sounds like it. I'm sorry, nothing sounds like yeah, that. Album. They have their own unique like, like they're kind of the Beach Boys of today. They have like it's that. It's so weird and just it's surfy, but it's not. It's like psychedelic, but, but it's not. It, it's very poppy, like orchestral in the beginning of that song, and it's okay. it's very like ethereal, and it's it's. But by the end of the song, everything drops in, and, and I've never heard Ezra Koenig really scream like that before. And it fucking we we could do an amazing cover of that song if we could just scream it out. But um, yes, yeah. yeah, so I want Hannah Hunt. All right, so that's what that's the awesome. we've been listening to. Uh, our last segment before we get to Michael Roman, we are doing our coronavirus survival guide, and uh, <laughs> our topic this week is because I've just been thinking about this a lot today. Right. Um, it's your guilty pleasure activities that you've been doing during quarantine to stay safe. Because I mean, my first, I'm going to go first on this. My first one is so fucking weird. So basically think of the weirdest shit that you do right now to keep yourself sane. And my number one, I texted this to Jimmy was get in my car and drive around for an hour and a half or two and just listen to sports talk radio. Cause I just want to feel like I usually do. Fucking addict. Today, no, today. Because it had been like a week since I'd done it, but like I, it was just like the middle of the day, and I had been doing shit all day, and then it was like three o'clock, and I was, I just looked at my wife, and I was like, I'm gonna go drive around. So I got in my car and just drove up and down the boulevard and listened to Mike, Mike Vizzinelli and listened to Sports Talk. It's a sense of normalcy. It's my yeah, I, yeah, yeah, and I think it's the, the little bit of the addiction trying to get someone going. You know what I mean? <laughs> and soon enough, you're gonna be asking me to spark up a cigarette next to you just so you can get a whiff. <laughs> yeah, just so I just so I can feel like I'm in a normal situation. Yeah, absolutely, man. Go ahead, so buddy. I'm gonna go up with uh, one of my one of my guilty pleasures is. Um, Actually, uh, since uh, the Kill Your Net podcast is now officially on Spotify, uh, I've been going through and listening to the uh, past episodes in order, and it's crazy to hear <laughs> like the coronavirus. Because like in the oh, yeah. in the second episode, you're like, "This coronavirus is kind of crazy, huh?" And it just like <laughs> progressively each week gets worse. It's episode number worse. four is when me me and Ken were at the rehearsal yeah. studio when we had just found out that everything was getting shut down, and me and Ken <laughs> and Eric stood outside for like. 
10 minutes and Eric was like having like a panic attack and left. And then me and Ken went inside and it's me just trying to talk. And I was like, yeah, so this is pretty fucking crazy, right? <laughs> Everybody go back and listen to episode four. It's <laughs> that is, it, it is funny because it, it's a, it's a, almost a step-by-step process of like all the freaking shit. It's crazy. Uh, my number two is some dad shit. Mine is, we bought a weed whacker. And our, <laughs> I just been, I just been cutting the grass. I went full Hank Hill, dude. I just been like literally doesn't even need to be done necessarily, and I just been cutting the grass constantly. <laughs> just recutting the grass with Vinny, just like barking at the fucking weed whacker. No, he he, he just he, he sat out the one time and watched me do it, but I'm like. I'm like doing the front yard. I'm doing a sidewalk in between. I'm doing other people's front lawn. I don't even give a shit. It just dude, that's what you got. Do. Like my second one is also I've been doing a lot of like like house renovations and stuff like that. Yeah, I've been same. like getting like I'm gonna show the entirety of YouTube my apartment. But we got this new like corner bar oh, set up nice. over there. Yeah, it looks really nice. And there's like hanging plants and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, so we've been doing like a me and Kaylee have been doing ahead of her moving in. She's moving in like August. Officially. Hey, she, I mean she lives here now. But yeah, like, I was gonna say she's been there. Officially moving in in August. We've been doing a lot of stuff. Jim, you're gonna yeah. hate my third one. Please hit me with it. So my third one, once it goes back to one of my addictions, uh it is running ignorantly far distances and then getting too tired and walking home. Uh, I, I've been running like, cause like I'll just, cause I can't go to the gym. Right. I, it's impossible. I just be doing pushups and running. So today I ran from my house in Maniunk to midway down Kelly drive, which is like, that, if you're not from Philly, you don't know how far that is, but that's that like is four miles. Far. And, uh, I, I turned around and then realized I had to go Just all the way home. Like Forrest Gumped it. But, and the worst part is that my whole neighborhood is all hills. So the entire way home, I would pick like a, a post, like <laughs> Just stare uh, at three, it. No, 300 feet away and be like, all right, run to that and then walk. And then as soon as I got back towards my house, it's just a straight up incline. I just yeah. Oh, you walked up that way? Yeah, I had no. That's oh, well, yeah, that's, home, that's the only way. Yeah, 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 exactly. Going down is down, so, but. That yes, was, that's been that's been my guilty pleasure is torturing you're myself. You're almost I, at the top of the hill too. You're I am right. at the top of the hill. So no matter which way I run, the way home is a bitch. Go with your third, Jim. Uh, my third guilty pleasure. Me and Kaylee have uh, been uh, so uh, a lot of restaurants are only doing takeout. Yeah. So uh, not only have been me and Kaylee been making a list of like all the restaurants that we want to go to once this quarantine is lifted, if they're still around. They are relaxed. Yeah. <laughs> um. We're also like uh, picking our favorite spots that are doing takeout, and like tonight we actually did um, supporting local business. Uh, yeah, yeah. We, tonight we did a place called uh, Murph's Bar. That's in oh Philly. Murph's Bar with the pasta and and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Out. It's a, yeah, it's like a it's an old d- divey uh, Irish pub in the middle of Fishtown that this uh, dude from Italy walked into and was like, "I will give you the best Italian food," you know. And they were like, yeah, sure, take our kitchen over. And he yeah, took whatever, the kitchen over, and he not, went fucking ham. It was delicious. You, you know my boy, Droopy. Droopy and his wife, Katie, love Murph's Bar. Do they really? Oh, yeah, yeah they live right they around live the corner. Right there, yeah. yeah. All right, well, that Good is going to wrap up our segments. Uh, Jim, stay tuned. Uh, we got Michael Roman from Everything Always coming up. We also have some huge interviews next week that we're going to announce over social media. But after this interview, go and check out Everything Always. Uh, if you're a Marvel fan, you're going to fucking love it. You probably already know about it because it's one of the oh, biggest yeah. YouTube channels on YouTube. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we will catch you next week. Uh, Jim, any last words? Uh, stay safe, everyone. And... uh you know, keep the vibes a good. Yeah, keep I don't the vibes know. a I good. Know. I like that. Live, live, oh, laugh, love. Love, yeah, exactly. And go, triple L. Eat, dog. pray, love. Uh, <laughs> stay tuned for Michael Roman. Fuck you guys. Love you. All right, this week's guest for the Kill Your Internet podcast is none other than the host of Everything Always, musician Michael Roman. Welcome to the podcast, my man. How you doing? Good, man. Thanks for having me. Oh, uh, man, I can't tell you how excited this one. So there's two members of the band. It's me and our drummer, Jimmy, who are diehard Marvel guys. And he actually got me into kind of the Marvel YouTube world. Uh, and since my wife has gotten very used to hearing, hey, everybody, with everything always, this is Michael Roman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, the catchphrase. Dude, first question we're asking all of our guests, how is quarantine treating you? Uh, honestly, man, I think for those of us who spend our time in front of computers as much as like the normal YouTuber, and I actually just started streaming on Twitch over the last month uh, overnight. So 
to me, it's been, it's been somewhat exactly the same, but I feel like everyone's feeling an overall mental anxiety and we all feel that with each other. So empathy wise, I'm in the same boat as everybody else, but as a day-to-day routine, not too different. Man, we've been talking about this with, with, with everybody, but it's gotten to the point now where I think we've all adjusted a little bit. And for me, the first couple of weeks were brutal because can't go to the studio, can't leave the house. Right. Uh, and now we're finding our way around it with either technology or keeping ourselves busy with really taking the podcast to different places. But I'm glad to hear that everything's going well on your end. Obviously, you've been busy. The Marvel world is, is buzzing with everything that's going on. Still, uh, amazingly, still, yes, amazingly. It's a 24-hour news cycle, man. It can't stop. Um, I guess my first question I want to go to is, you know, obviously everything always is taken off. And it, it's two, two years for you now? Two years, just over two years, yeah. Two years. Dude, how did this happen? Okay, so it's a, it's a really weird confluence. Um, someone hasn't asked me this in a while, and I think my answer sort of changed a little bit, but I'll make it as concise as possible. So uh, I was in a band. I was touring in a band, and touring in a band means a lot of things to a lot of people. For us, we had some modicum of success, a small record deal. We landed a track on NBA 2K17. Oh, we would go. play small bars and clubs up and down the East Coast. Uh, we made it onto some big festivals like Bonnaroo, Kaboo out in uh, – out in San Diego. We did some cool stuff, but weren't able to get the band to a place where it was sustainable. So it was always sort of just a very long-term investment. And I think anybody who's been in a band for any degree of time knows that, yeah, it gets to a point (laughs) where it's like, you know, this is just what the business is. Um, I'm going to leave all the details out. You can find that in other places, but long, very long story short is I had been experimenting with YouTube and SEO, had a couple of channels with my brother And it was the perfect confluence of the band I had been in for seven years uh, hit its inevitable end. And at the same time, we were just after Infinity War heading into Avengers Endgame. And I don't think in this life, it's it's a coincidence. Very rarely will something that you're the most interested in become the most popular thing in the world. And for Avengers 4, anybody, we didn't know it was Endgame then, anybody could have looked at that and been like, oh man people are going to be on the internet and they want to know about this. Even the lay fan is going to be like, what is going on? So I made a video called uh, the day after infinity war came out in uh, April 28th, 2018 called uh, professor Hulk confirmed. And when the concept art leaked a month later, I was the only video on that subject because I thought it was pretty obvious channel took off. So my fourth video did 325,000 views and sort of never looked back. Yeah, dude. And you know, what's funny. And it's a conversation it's as an artist, you're always trying to find different ways to either stand out, you know, make money, find the new revenue stream or separate yourself. And then to find something else while you're trying to do that, that winds up taking off in the way that it did. Right. It's unbelievable. And I will say too, you say a lay fan at that point for me, when it came to infinity war, I was invested in the, the MCU obviously, but it was the channels like, you, uh, Cosmic Wonder, New rock stars. that when I started diving into that, it took me to a whole different level of wanting to know everything about it. And with channels like you that, that covered so much of the MCU and keep people so up to date, it's hard not to be a giant fan. I, I, and I appreciate that. And you know, uh, you know, I know Warren over at Cosmic Wonder. I'm sure that won't surprise you to know we're friends. Uh, and I've actually never spoken to Eric, but I love the work over at New Rockstars as well. I think uh, what's really cool is that each channel has found its own spot too. Um, none of our takes are exactly the same. And I think we all owe it to, I got to give a shout out to, and I still watch the channel occasionally, Comic Book Cast 2 was the first one on the spot. And uh, you know, over you know over the years there's a there's a pseudo gray area we operate in because we're youtubers you know there's a there's a journalistic ethic thing but we're also talking about rumors and leaks because that's what we talk about as fans it's sort of if i would sit on the couch and talk to you about it in my house it's fair game for the youtube channel uh you know and we've always we've always operated that way uh uh but comic book cast was out there doing it first before there were no other channels he was really out there years before everyone else so between you guys like the major the major sites do you ever feel any competition between them in the way that kind of like nfl insiders constantly are trying to outdo each other get the scoop first not so okay so listen there and i will tell you like any community amongst creators there's a toxicity there of course um those somehow the YouTube universe sorts itself out. You go nowhere if you're like that. Right. Uh, Warren and I became friends instantly. Uh, what what I found, and this works for me, and if you're a content creator out there who's operating in the same space as other people, and I think this can translate to music as well. When I'm in my creation phase, I turn off my intake 
So for unfortunately, the worst part about becoming a Marvel YouTuber is I no longer watch Marvel YouTube channels. That way, I'm never parroting what they say. Right. My take is always my own. I feel like those guys have their own take too. There's more than enough room, bro, for all of us. For Which sure. is so different from the music world because I'm constantly listening to everything just because to me, that's inspiration. It's, it's creating something from nothing and I'm trying to find and pull from wherever I can. Agree. Agree with you 100%. And so, I, I mean, from, from that note, I mean, we got to dive into it now. There is so much that needs to be covered and what's going on right now. Uh, obviously, the delays are were inevitable with everything that was going on. Yeah, no doubt. Um, and I, I don't know, because part of me wants to ask you more specific questions, and I also don't want to kind of step on where you haven't been yet or things that you don't oh, know listen, about listen, you can be Listen, you can be as specific as you want, and if uh, I feel like I, I can't answer for whatever reason, I'll let you know. I mean, right. look, as soon as I started a YouTube channel <laughs> and then especially started streaming on Twitch, everything's fair game. You can't operate in a public space and then tell people that certain things aren't. If you, if you ask them, I can't 100%. answer, I'll let you know. Yeah. I guess, all right, so for, for me, like growing up, Wolverine, Logan is my favorite, favorite Marvel character to begin with. Awesome. How do you see this all going down that they actually wind up walking their way into the MCU? Okay, so, uh, so here's the thing. And so I'm glad you sort of prefaced this because uh, on May 23rd, I'm going to be running an exclusive uh, from Mikey oh, Sutton. We talked directly to the industry insiders here. Uh, and I, I, I sort of, for me and the industry insiders work on the same level. We sort of want something cooperated from multiple sources. From everything I know and have heard, and I keep saying this in my videos, we are so far from any of the X-Men. I mean, I could see it. We won't see Wolverine in the MCU until the end of 20, or the beginning, maybe the beginning of 2024. And I mean, they haven't even put anything on the slate past 2023, so it'd be really right. hard. To right, right. And even then, and even then, right. it, that's an early move. So I don't and know. Thing, I think we've gotten spoiled from the fact that, you know, I think a lot of people jumped on kind of the hype train as it got halfway through the MCU. But if you look at back to Iron Man and the way it had to build throughout all the years, it's going to take time. Like, we, I think we all have to be a little bit more patient than we are right now. Right. And of course, like any industry now, man, the, they're a blockbuster. Uh, even like a musician that does well, your next record's highly anticipated and there's sort of, you don't get to... You don't get to move in the silence and the anonymity that you did before to build your masterpiece without whole eyes on you. Uh, and I'm not helping channels like, mine, <laughs> channels like mine are like huge spotlight, man. What are you guys doing over there? So, you know, dude. And seriously, and I mean, too, in the music industry as well, you see it, especially like right now in the Spotify streaming age that you have your hit and there better be something right behind it. Dude, and I have one single on Spotify. 500,000 plays and I don't have another one to go yet. And let me tell you, yeah, I'm feeling the pain of that right now. Like, and even on the other side, it's even more like for us, especially it's confusing because we have so much backlogged. We have, you know, we have a record that's done. That's going to start coming out this summer. Awesome. But even in the, the current landscape, you have to be so careful about how you release things. Are you doing it the right way? Are you generating the right amount of uh, amount of hype? But I guess right. Marvel really doesn't have to worry about that. Cause all I have to do is really put any, hey man, you say that out. you say that, uh, you say that, but it, uh, who thought we were going to be in the position we're in right now? Like this is insane. It this is insane. insane. I mean, good news for the Falcon and the winter soldier that obviously they are able to go shoot overseas and they're, they're starting to get back to work. But I mean, all right, so then if we're going to skip past the X-Men because that's so far out. It's so far out, man. We have to look at what is imminent. So obviously Black Widow comes later in the year mm -hmm. uh, and then the Disney streaming shows start to hit. Uh, I am getting more and more excited for uh, WandaVision because of what the implication of that show means to the rest of the MCU. Like, are you hearing anything as, the, as far as... So and so this is where I think it really, and, and it, it, okay, so this is where I think it really starts to, it really starts to take hold now, like what it means to be able to have Disney plus, right? Like, you know, we were all watching game of Thrones before that completely took derailed. Completely oh man. Oh man. Have you ever oh, rewatched game of Thrones? since? No, and never, and never will bro. No, oh my God. Neither, and I actually George R. R. Martin finished the books, man. But if you don't, I also am good on that too. We're, like, we're good, man. And if, and HBO had how many series greenlit that we're going to go? Oh and my God. I th okay, so I think what's going to happen here though is that people are going to start to see, we're going to get to see movie quality long form television now for Marvel. Um, this year was going to be a litmus test for Marvel Studios to right. see just how much Marvel they could give us and we would rebuke. And now they're going to have to take this year's releases and next year's releases and push them together like this. So the sort of hype fad thing, I think you're going to see a brand in brand new territory where you've had 
the biggest brand in the world in Avengers Endgame. Right. You had more time off than any other brand would have taken in marketing ever. And now you have double the amount of productions in a half the amount of time. I don't know, and, man. And kind of in the way that Star Wars has, because I'm not a Star Wars guy, but I do pay attention to everything. Sure. People got fatigued from how much Star Wars was being released. And so are we going to see that with what's going on in the MCU and Disney Plus and everything like that? That's a good question. Uh, so authentically, I think the answer is it's, it's, it's even deeper than that. And unfortunately, because my channel's sort of taken a turn and keeping up with the more recent stuff, I don't get to do what I originally did and just do random exposés that are sort of timeless. But my thought is that the reason we found superhero movies and they sort of took over cinema, just real, real long thesis short, was that because movies were actually in decline anyway. Right. So what you didn't see was superhero movies taking over the movie, uh, movie industry. You saw superhero, a superhero genre that already had its fan base as deep as it was. Right. And then that fan base showed up to cinema now, and it was an infusion of new blood and moviegoers. Uh, I think that extrapolates, and I think they can just keep milking it because we're not going anywhere, bro. Well, like, I think the interesting thing for me, like once again, I didn't grow up as a huge comic book guy. I love so, X-Men. So you never read like an Amazing Spider-Man or any of the X-Men runs, any, no. uh, none of that? I mean, for me, I'm, I'm 28. So I grew okay. up right in the golden age of like, X-Men coming out, Spider-Man 1, and then the, you know, the campy Fantastic Did Four movies. Did the 90s cartoon miss you? Did the early no, 90s no, 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 X-Men no, no, cartoon? No. I, and that's on that. Disney Plus, too. That, that's, right. that's fantastic. And, I mean, that's what kind of reeled me in. But to me, I'm a movie guy. I love movies. I love cinema. And the way that they were able to kind of build on the mythos of what they had and take it to the big screen and finally get it right, because obviously DC is still struggling to do it, it pulled me in, man. It really pulled me in. Well, and if they had tried in 2002 – I would argue if they had tried in 2002 uh, or the late 90s to do Iron Man and start there, uh, guys, let's let's be honest. CGI hadn't caught up yet. So nope. in our heads, we had all these ideas of what it should have looked like. And by Spider-Man, they were starting to get there. Right. Go watch X-Men 1, bro. It's a trap. I know, dude. I know. And even the funniest thing is I saw something <laughs> pop up today on YouTube that said it was like Hugh Jackman's Wolverine workout. And even the fact that like we weren't at the point where you know, the actors were really being able to mirror what their their comic book counterpart looked like. And now Hugh Jackman by, by you know, X-Men Origins is completely ripped. Are you talking about skinny? Are you talking about skinny Wolverine right now? I'm talking about, about skinny, skinny Wolverine right now. right now in X-Men 1. Yeah, I know, yes. I know, I know. It's tragic. But I mean, I dude, dude, and so the one thing that you did point out that I actually really like, and once again, we, we, we flip between the the people we're interviewing and what they cover and kind of the internet and also the modern age that we live in. Sure. And the fact that we're dealing with a movie, I'll give you an example, like the Irishman. I love Martin Scorsese, but the fact that they did a three and a half hour movie that I never got all the way through, I think actually benefits the long form TV series that if I'm really excited to see how Marvel can take something like a WandaVision or the Falcon and the Winter Soldier and take it over six to eight episodes. I think it's right. going to be beneficial. Right. Cause if they said, Hey, we're coming out with a WandaVision movie, part one and part two, it's four hours long each. We'd be like, there's four hours of, of WandaVision to even tell, but you put it into exactly. a couple of series and then it becomes, um, and this is where game of Thrones messed up because their pacing wasn't right. Cause they yep. were working off George R. R. Martin. Marvel's got their pacing down. So yeah. that's where I feel like they can take more times in the places that Well, think about Avengers Endgame. Have you ever thought about this? We didn't get to see, any of Tony Stark create the Infinity Gauntlet, any nope. of the anything that goes into that, because at some point they just had to say, and that doesn't make the cut. We Did didn't even mean? really get to see how you know Bruce Banner became Professor Hulk. Like that was any of that just, stuff. We just had which, to accept the fact that all right, he's here now. That's what it is. Which I feel like, well, and you know what? So listen, so this is um, you know all of these TV shows. So have you heard about the writers that are involved now in Disney Plus heavily? It's like eighty percent Rick and Morty. Really? Yeah. So like all of the Rick and Morty writers have gone on to write for these Disney Plus shows. And you'll, you'll know from Rick and Morty that at some point, the easiest and most intelligent way to explain something is to just not explain it. And yeah. I feel like Avengers Endgame was like, how are we creating an Infinity Gauntlet? Uh, you know what? We're not. We're just, we're just cut over that. So I, I love the fact that they're bringing in weirder and almost kind of more comedy-driven like directors like a Taika Waititi or the people from, from Rick and Morty. Because I think early in the MCU especially, they took themselves a little too seriously. Like If you look at like the first two – obviously, it's been you know, talked about forever, but the first two Thor films didn't really work as well as Ragnarok did when they brought in somebody to give Chris Hemsworth a little more personality. Sure. And you know, so, and there's a difference between like a serious tone movie, taking yourself too seriously and not, because if you look at the Rousseau's Winter Soldier and yep. uh, Civil War, they are, those are, those are dead ass serious movies. Heavy but, ass movies. Yes. But, but they're, they're not 
they're not full of themselves in a way. I mean, who did the first Thor? Kenneth Branagh. And I, yeah. I like Kenneth's work, but you're right. It's not very, it's not, it's, it's unself-aware in a way that can't make fun of itself and right. it's never how comics have felt. So I think you're right about that. And, and dude, I guess, well, you mentioned Winter Soldier, which is, which is basically, I mean, I, I rock the cap. I see. Thing. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. To me, Winter Soldier is my, was like what really got me because as someone who I just love action movies, I love, you know, kind of bro movies to a certain point sure winter soldier had that perfect mix of everything and then civil war i'm gonna curse sorry i'll get it fucked fucked me up dude it really did yeah and you feel free to curse as well so (laughs) yeah no no worries i didn't know what kind of podcast this was it's funny i have people coming over to my twitch channel now yeah yeah, yeah. and who have only ever heard me like pg on the channel and i'll drop an f-bomb mid-game and they'll be like dude my mind is blown and And it's hey (laughs) dude the the barstool interview i was just like (laughs) I am I am born and raised Northeast Philadelphia. It is in my blood, and sure, I'm, doing, I'm actually doing pretty well to kind of curve that. Right I was now. about to say. Myself. I was about to say. Yeah, the the accent never goes away. I'm from Long Island myself. My mom's up in Buffalo. Yeah. So if you get me back up there for a week or a couple of drinks, either or, yeah, I'm right back in there. And it's funny because I can control it. I can give you this for the first bit of the podcast, and then by the time we start to become buddy buddy, I'm like, yo, right. dude, that shit was fucking you start crazy. Right, 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 right. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I know what you mean right. for sure. So we'll hop back in. So to me, I kind of shared my origin as to how I got into the MCU. Where did this start for you? Where so you, bro, did you grow up? Yeah, man. Listen, and so I'm not 28. I'm on the. I'm on the. I'm about a decade ahead of you. I'm going to turn 37 this year. And All so, good. so it started with it started with my dad giving me LBs in the comic in the comic world. We call those long boxes. You've seen them. <laughs> they're the long white boxes. Yeah. My dad just dropped off like five LBs he'd been picking up in the 60s and 70s when he was buying them. And there's, there's a lot of stuff in there I would never touch, like Guardians of the Galaxy. The artwork doesn't jump off the page. I'm eight years old. I'm not trying to read like <laughs> Jack Kirby. Like, it didn't, but the stuff that stuck out, of course, is the same stuff that sticks out to everyone. The early course, X-Men man. stuff yep. and the early Spider-Man stuff. So I'm reading like Spider-Man 33, Spider-Man 34. Like we're talking about the actual originals where if you tried to buy them now, they're hundreds and thousands of dollars. Yeah, I had those, you know, da- some of them were damaged, whatever. That led right into right into the 90s cartoon. Uh, I was I was buying Marvel cards and still reading the comics. By the time I was in middle school, I was reading Spectacular Spider-Man by then. And I have to be honest, I'd say about eighth grade is when I became too cool for comic books. <laughs> but the interest never died. Right. And, you know, and then that's when the cinematic world really picked up and we started getting some X-Men's and some amazing Spider-Man. It's never gone away. I right. just never had the time to invest and didn't think anybody would care on the level they did right around infinity war. And then look how it turned out, man. And, and once again, we, we do talk a lot about, you know, online communication in the world we live in. Look at the community. Like sometimes you find that things can be overbearing on the internet and people tend to, to click up and they tend to, the mob mentality is something that is, is brought up about the internet a lot. On the other side, there are beautiful communities like the Marvel online community that really are, it's just a great place to be. Sure. And right. And, and the, some of the bad seeds seem to have worked them themselves out. You know, I catch wind of we're okay. We're pretty good at the channel about um, there is, there are dramas out there between some of the industry insiders and some of this stuff and some of the, what, who are, what are you you doing? (laughs) And you know, you'll also hear the news out there. And and I mean this too, like I I've always had this approach. If I would call my buddy, you know, my comic, my comic buddy, Sean, if I would call him up, and talk about it. It's fair game at the channel. And then I'll see these comments. You know, you, you talk about the non-toxicity. People will be like, this isn't real. Yeah. If, if, <laughs> did you click on Marvel Entertainment? Or you want to exactly. see me talk about some stuff? Like, I don't. And uh, besides that, though, when you compare the Marvel community, fandom as a whole, from what I've seen on the internet, even some of the subreddits, yeah. to say some of the other fandoms out there, I won't say specifically, yes, dude, it is the <laughs> most non-toxic just very very bro friendly just all inclusive uh yeah it's awesome and that's the kind of stuff that i get attracted like i i really enjoy like places on the internet that you can still go and just have fun it's not necessarily this or that and uh that that's the people that we're interested in talking to and i'm really glad that we got you on and i mean i I, got to continue the conversation here obviously you have the silver surfer behind you yeah no doubt we're I'm postulating here and I mean everybody is but it's been reported a lot that it's either it's going to be both a cosmic villain and an earthbound villain and that's what I'm most interested in because so I think so listen man I think we're gonna get big curveballs here I think really big curveballs because because here's the other thing too is that 
first of all, here, here, you want break, you want the breaking exclusive? Oh, here? give I got me the you. breaking. I got dude. you. No, no, I got you. This is so easy, bro. I haven't even had a chance to say it to the channel because it's so obvious. The next big villain in the MCU is you ready for it? No one's talking about it. The Mandarin. Duh. We wow. already know. It. You think that's going away in one movie? It's not. And that's like no one's talking about the Ten Rings. No one's talking about the Mandarin. What I that was really just gonna means. say that. Bro, we're going to have Mandarin for like two years. They're not Dude, flushing them out in the first movie. As someone who was invested previously into the Marvel, like the Marvel Universe as a whole, how disappointed were you when the whole Ben Kingsley thing happened in, in, in Iron Man 3? Bro, I guessed, I guessed that the backlash was going to be so bad that they weren't going to hold it. And lo and behold, we got that one shot like immediately that fixed everything. Well, like, and- no. And then they, they had, what was it, like the Marvel extras, kind of like the scene where they actually revealed later on that the Ben Kingsley thing wasn't Right, the, the one-shots, and those are right. canon. Those are actual canon to the MCU. Like, they're the only non-movie canon. So, yeah, it's not. So, oh, dude, listen, listen, <laughs> listen. You don't, get to, you don't get to work your way out of a mistake like that very often, but Marvel right. did. They stepped in it and immediately stepped out of it. So, I just... <laughs> well, especially because what in the comic books, generally one of Iron Man's biggest villains is the Mandarin. And to kind of like, almost in a way that, you know, the Fantastic Four 2 fucked up Galactus. It's the exact same way that they Dude, almost I think dropped- they killed off. I think they killed off Iron Man and got rid of Captain America way too early, man. I've, really? I see, yeah, listen, I see trolls out there saying this, so I don't want to feel like I'm one of those dudes who, who sided with the trolls. Uh, yeah. Who did I recently hear say this and they were just dead? Oh, uh. Uh, Rob Liefeld, creator of Deadpool. We've covered right. this a couple of times. Took some He's shots been in the news a lot recently. He took some shots at Kevin yeah, Feige there recently. Yeah. Some hardcore shots. Um, and, I, and I don't want to sound like that, but I, I was ready for more Iron Man story. I was ready. I'm still ready for more Old Man Cap. Like, I mean, I mean, dude, I, and I've been hearing, I've been hearing through different channels that you're gonna wind up seeing Old Man Cap. You, you know why? You know why they did it though, right? Because why? they had an opportunity after all of this success to actually put a bow on this shit and yeah. don't get that opportunity in cinema or media too long. You usually go so long it's not cool anymore. Right. So with the opportunity to really put a bow on it, and if you look back at some of the best series and movies of all time, the one they don't have sequels or in TV shows, go look at you. Are, are you a fan of British TV at all? My wife is a humongous fan of British. So, TV. did you catch the original Office with Ricky Gervais, the thing Dude, that made him famous? I am the biggest Office fan on earth, and for no, the no, US. I was, uh, the U.S. I was gonna say for that reason, I've never gone into the British version, and it's different. Listen, you know what? You won't be disappointed. It's really a different show. Yeah, it's two seasons. Two seasons right. total. That's it. There was a Christmas follow-up and another one. He was done. So well, rarely do you get it. Just peace that's out, why, you know? why I've always said that's why Breaking Bad is so great because it never had the opportunity to get bad. It went five seasons and got ill. That was it, right? Uh, Sopranos, I feel like, was the opposite. It got better as it went on. I feel like when I go and watch The Sopranos now, those first two seasons are dated. I know. Well, really I like the second season of Sopranos is one of my favorite seasons. But it's it, good. It, it's uh, good. Uh, it, has its, it has its problems, though, man. Some oh, things, right? yeah. Well, I mean, dude, like, for for me, I'm rewatching Mad Men right now, and that's a show that somehow to me maintained itself throughout. It it got here or there a little bit wobbly, but it's Doesn't a great it show. Doesn't it blow your mind too? And that's like a, well, that was a syndicated. What was that on TNT? Where was that a, show? A, that was on. Uh, I think it's A and E. It was on the same exact time as Breaking Bad. It came on after Breaking Bad. It, well, and you know, we might not see stuff like that anymore, at least on those networks, because right. to have the room to breathe and be able to do like that, it shocks me when any when any show can make it into its fourth and fifth season and still be good and not I be know, watered man. down crap from the, know. you know. Well, I mean, you got to look at it. Somehow, uh, David Simon, who wrote um, The Sopranos and The Wire at the same time. Dude, The Wire is amazing. How, the Wire is one the of the best shows. How the fuck do you even do that? As a bro, creative. he must have been working on those his whole life I and know. just like finishes them at the same time, puts it out, and then goes and I don't know, what do you sip pina coladas on your yacht? The rest of your life? <laughs> but dude, all right, so in the same way, I do agree it's good to put a bow on it, and it's got to feel good for Robert Downey Jr. and for Chris Evans to not have to do this for the rest of their lives in sure. a way. They'll sure. always be tied to it, but give them the so I all right, this actually leads me to a good question. So now I'm looking forward. Where do we go with the Avengers? It's the biggest franchise in the history of movies Bro. at this point. And, and I'm hearing so much about Young Avengers, and that doesn't do anything for me for some reason. I'm not excited about that. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. I'll tell you what really surprises me is that if I post on the Dark Avengers, 
mm-hmm. it does really well. It does yeah. really well. And I'm like, do y'all even know the Dark Avengers? I'm pretty sure nobody was reading comics. And I had Dark to Rain. dig in on this because I, I kept seeing about it. And it's interesting. It, all, like, well, it is. And I mean, but it's the, not Avengers Avengers. You know No, what and it also feels like if they do that and the Thunderbolts at the same time, it might slightly like, be a little bit of overkill on that side of things. But it, I don't... I, Did you me, catch yesterday's video about was, how they're going to... It was uh, Fantastic Four and X-Men are going to be a little more yes. curtailed to their... Okay, that actually... I didn't get a chance to talk about this because at some point I know I could just go on for 30 minutes in my videos and no one will watch it of course (laughs) the ultimate version of the fantastic four lined up really well with who we have left over from the avengers thor captain marvel i guess there was a little black widow in there and that's yeah i mean if you watch my video from the day before i'm calling clones right now you think yeah i'm already calling that i'm already calling that and if they do that you're like if they do that then it's just like then it's like i already know what they're gonna do with robert Downey jr kind of makes my head bleed i listen i don't understand i don't understand how you bring him back and i've, I've talked about it like half in the bag at the channel being like all right ai you're not going to pay him money for that no but could you just imagine robert Downey jr being like yes i'm back as a hologram no yeah, no 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 and wouldn't that just piss off it would piss me off that like all right so it was a great <laughs> ending it was a great way to end his arc yeah. Don't 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 give me a half-ass version of what the only way I want more. The only way I want more is run the de-aging software on him and give me prequel stuff. There you go. That's the only way I want more. It doesn't ruin the story. And if you got something good to tell and you could get it in there. But you know, during that Ironheart series, which is basically confirmed at this point, he's gonna be in that as well. Well, I mean, that would make sense to me though, because it 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 kind of has to. And especially if you're doing flashbacks and things like that, he has to be involved. Has to be. All right, so I'm looking at it now because obviously I mean Basically, Namor's Namor's almost almost confirmed. Can't or, talk about it, Namor. Can't talk about Namor. Um, I, I mean, there's just so much they can do with it. So looking at the like, because they're talking Illuminati, and the funny thing, like, I'm I'm once again, once I see something like this on a channel, I go and I do my right. Research. So you wouldn't have read any of those new event. You wouldn't have read New Avengers Illuminati, dude. That is. All of that stuff, all of that, all of that, read it. It's all, dude, it's some of the best. From what I have read, you have so many people that you need to bring in. And also, who replaces Tony Stark in the Illuminati situation? Yeah, we're going to miss out on that Reed Richards, Tony Stark interaction, which it would is be so fan- good. It's it would so be good. fantastic. It's so good. And once again, I said I'm a huge office it guy. It would be fantastic. It, is that pun intended? Or oh, dude. <laughs> free or, <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, no, so if you're looking at it too, because how much do you buy into the John Krasinski news? Do you really think that it's going to... Oh, dude, I said it yesterday. It's going to be news at this point if it's not John Krasinski. How how awkward is that meeting that we just reported that happened? John Krasinski shows up and they sort of look at each other. He's like, what's up, Kevin? He's like, what's up, John? They're like, so... uh, The power of the internet, dude. They literally basically willed this into existence. Like, bro, you're telling... Dude, you're telling me... Listen, man, I'm 100% for him being Mr. Fantastic, uh, but it's got to be awkward at this point. Especially think about this. What if Marvel Studios doesn't want him to be Mr. Fantastic? Right. What, what, what options do they have? And if they're meeting, then what are they saying? And, and will it disappoint the fans if they come out and they're like, here's your brand new Mr. Fantastic fucking, I don't know. I don't even know else. I can't even think of anybody else in that role now at this point. No, neither can like, I. Yeah. It could be fucking Brad Pitt. And I think people would still be like, it's not John Krasinski. You know what I right. mean? But right. I mean, he, if he's lucky in this scenario because even if he didn't want to do it, they got to throw so much goddamn money at him at this point, And he'll oh. probably get to direct as well. Well, hey, hey, and I and I hate to uh, and I hate to bring a little bit of touch into the real world into this, but go ahead, bro. Um, this is actually a great point, great place to talk about this. So I've heard a lot of conjecture too recently. So you know, man, the only way you justify spending 160 million dollars on Spider-Man: Far From Home is if you know it's going to make a billion, right? And some of these huge checks coming from these executive producers and these studios and these trust funds don't won't see the sort of turnaround from Avad that they will, I know trolls made $900 million, but that was everybody in the world in quarantine at once. And nobody knew what was going on. And And, everybody's kids were home. If you were going to do it, you missed your boat. Like if you were Marvel studios, you missed the boat. You had a captive audience. Right, right, right. Well, and look, look at the backlash from AMC and Regal now against universal for doing it. That's a partnership. So hundred percent. My point was that is even let's pretend theaters don't come back. Okay. Let's go worst case scenario. Theaters don't come back. People aren't willing to go. They open up theaters. They can only sell them at half capacity. You're seeing box offices drop off by half. And in, in 24 to 36 months, Marvel Studios says that we can't make a $150 million blockbuster. We're not even going to make our money back. We're doing this to break even. It doesn't make sense. Don't get scared because here's the thing, okay? It's the, same, it's the same people working for Marvel Studios 
Right. It's the same actors on earth. Right. It's the same characters and it's the same CGI artists. Okay. So now a movie's going to cost 50 million instead of 160 and it's going to make 250 instead of a billion. It'll all be all the same talent, the same writers, the same actors, the same people. They all need jobs. Yeah. The numbers may shrink. The people in the industry and the crust will stay the same. So I think the quality of the product we get stays the same. We don't have to worry about it. I don't think they would let the product fall off regardless. I think they'd find the money if they needed to because you can't be ro- like rolling things out like fucking Endgame and then come back with half-ass stuff. Hey, half the productions though, maybe. We could see we could see a decrease in what they wanted to do with this four movies. Yeah, maybe. I here. was just going to say they might have gotten a little bit over their skis in a situation they didn't know what was going to happen. This is For not sure. something anybody could control. No doubt. You know, dude, we could talk. I want to have you back on the podcast as well. Because Anytime, this, man. Dude, this is fucking fantastic. I just want to wrap this up by saying, like, looking at the landscape now, like, where, do, where, where are we next year? Like, what do you see after the fallout from this and we start to get back rolling with product? Well, as soon as anything Marvel can actually be released, <laughs> people are going to lose their minds. Oh, yeah. Disney, I'm sure, is, like, ready. They're like, okay. And I know for me personally, too, that is going to, for everybody, signal like a bit of normalcy as well. We're going to yeah. get the releases that we expected. I expect next year to be insane and just nonstop Marvel. Think about it. Even if they have to postpone even like one or uh, – Spider-Man got pushed back, right, to the following? Following July or June, I think. Right, right? so we're already minus one production that year, plus everything got pushed over, but the dates stayed the same. Right. I think – I. I Man, my fingers are crossed. It's going to be all right. Now, you know, we didn't get a chance to talk about music at all, man. So we'll have no, to follow this up is, off the stream. I was just going to say, but either way, <laughs> I already have more questions that I haven't even gotten to yet. I got you, I man. I know there's going to be a part two, part three, We can part do this again this. sometime. Yeah, we can do this again sometime for sure. Dude, Absolutely. I was just going to say, where can we find the music? Okay, so right now you can find me All Fires on Spotify. You can find me All Fires on YouTube. Currently, right now, as we, as we speak, I'm recording two separate EPs. I'm recording an EP follow-up for the uh, sort of indie style that I introduced already. Yep. And then I embraced the electronic stuff I like, and I'm working on a drum and bass record as well. There you go. Uh, hey, the quarantine doubled my amount of time. So I just Dude. started writing tracks. I was like... Unbelievable. It, it gave me, like, I've never had the opportunity to just focus on writing. I always right? write. And so I'll be in, in LA or Nashville. I write for uh, CSAC, the Songwriters Union. So... But I'm also booking tours. I'm also doing content. I'm all, I'm doing all this, and then the world stopped, and I got to just make music. And it's pretty I, awesome, right, bro? I'll be honest. Like, as much as obviously we talked about the empathy, and we talked about kind of the the need to understand everybody's situation, I found some form of peace in this, in the fact that we'll never get this opportunity again. No, to, man, no. To just stop and create. And for us as artists and creators, this has been a very interesting time in my life. Right. It's like you got stress, but then you also got this, this gift of free time. And for yeah. us, and for us, I mean, I'm just going to call, I'm going to call the fucking spade a spade. Hey guys, we're, we're career artists. So generally that means we've been broke the whole time. So like oh, everyone's out of work and we're on I was going to say, like, well, nothing welcome new, to bro. our lives, ladies and gentlemen. I was, I was, I was a touring musician in my twenties. I was unemployed the whole time. I don't know. Yeah. I, you know, so for, for, for us, it's like people are like freaking out. I don't have a job. I'm like, man, I, yeah, I know. I know. I don't have one either. Enjoy it. Enjoy welcome to the jungle, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> right, right. Dude, Michael Roman, this has been an absolute pleasure. Oh, I had one more question. I had got to get you. this up. Got have you, you ever had anything for yourself sports? that you didn't want to know bro oh this is such a good story yes Go a good one. this is such do a good it. story okay you know the footage for endgame leaked right yeah okay we talk about speculative stuff at the channel but because there's a degree of plausible deniability all those plot leaks we covered even though i had a video that said how captain america wields Mjolnir that i put out in november and it yeah. was right on the money the whole way there was always a plausible deniability factor there when the actual footage leaked two days before some fucking jackass went on all the comments on my videos. And what he was doing was he was copy pasting stuff, something that was like Tony Stark dies, Captain oh. Mjolnir, Hulk snaps, uh, Thor's, fat. Hulk snaps <laughs> Thor's fat, someone died. Like that's it. Okay. And oh. they were copy pasting it. And the worst part about YouTube notifications is if you reply directly to someone's comment, that shows up as a notification yeah. on your phone. And in my heart, I knew that he was just spoiling Endgame. What an asshole. Bro, I had to go ban him. And when I had to ban him, I had to read those. I, uh. I, hate, I hate to admit this. I hate to admit this. I knew the entire movie before I saw it. Dude. Captain America battling himself, recreation of the elevator scene, Loki getting away, oh. uh, Hulk snapping, intelligent uh, fucking smart Hulk right Bro, off the did bat. Bro, did you, did you ban Roger Wardell? 
No, I did not. No, I did not. <laughs> I was just going to say, it sounds like I a whole leak. I just talked to some industry insiders about Roger Wardell the other day because he's, he's the one in between. Before I let you go, man, he's the one oh, in between. Yeah. For you Marvel fans out there, you've got industry insiders like Jeremy Conrad at MCU Cosmic, Charlie Murphy, uh, uh, Mikey Sutton, who's a good friend of mine. It's amazing he's how st- familiar with these names are. Right, we uh, are, like right. And they stamp their name on it and they stand by it. And so I don't say, hey, take this with a grain of salt. I say, hey, this is coming from this guy who trusts his sources. Guy put okay? his name on it. If it's anonymous on 4chan, I say, hey, y'all, take this, take this with a grain of salt. I, you know, anybody could have wrote warn. this. You do warn. You do warn. I warn y'all. Hey, I, I, I don't even know if I believe it, but we're covering it because that's what we do. <laughs> Roger Wardell's in the middle, man. We know who he is. He put his name on it, but he's not non-anonymous. He's anonymous. He's the middle uh, ground right there. For what it's worth, for what it's worth, my industry insiders seem to think he's legit. For what I it's mean, worth, he's been right in the past. Group, right. Right. Uh, How could you know about Fat Thor in December, bro? Bro, so for me, like my worst, because I mean, if if I watch it on a video, it's always given to me that this might be a spoiler. So this is going to fuck your movie experience up. Don't watch it. So that's my fault. The day before I go to see Endgame, LaShawn McCoy, who was a running back for the Philadelphia Eagles, one of my all-time favorite Eagles. Bro, I'm, tweet, I'm, a, I'm a Bills fan, dude. Buffalo. I'm bro, a dire what Bills the fan. fuck? Yo, and I seen it, and it just said, first of all, he spelled Tony Stark wrong. And I looked, I just like looked at my wife, and I was like, Come on, man. Come on, Shady. Like, what the fuck? Dude, dude. By the way, you're the a Bills fan? Die hard. Die dude. hard. Die hard. Die hard, Buffalo fan, bro. Die hard. Yeah, and we're not, we have no animosity, dude. I mean, I live no, in Atlanta, and I don't care. Yeah, I'm not a Falcons fan, so I don't care. You're, you're Eagles, right? You're Eagles. Die hard. Die hard. Absolutely die hard. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I mean, yeah. Shouts, on, shouts to Josh Allen. Um, I'm a hey. big, I'm a big part of my take fan. Dude, so Josh uh, Allen and no Tom Brady fucking ship that shit. No Tom Brady, dude. I no know. No Tom Brady. Realistically, you have to look. The the Bills are entering a window here. They might <laughs> actually, win the division. This year. You guys should win the division. This year. I'm gonna knock on wood. If there's a fucking season, and wouldn't it be there? So will be Buffalo oh, the year that we get. We would have won the season. There just wasn't one. <laughs> oh, Buffalo's gonna win. Buffalo's gonna oh, take cancel the shit season. Off the table. Cancel the season. <laughs> Dude, all right, now that I know this, we're getting into sports next time as well. No doubt. We should. We definitely should, bro. We talk shit about that all day, yeah. Dude, Michael Roman, it's been a pleasure. We will follow up. We'll have you back on, all right? Absolutely, man. Thank you so much for having me on, brother. No problem, brother. Um, hit me up, bro. We'll be back. Sounds great, man. Take it easy, bro.